0: Welcome everyone, this is the Chat Footy Podcast. I am Chris Phelps and uh I'd like to introduce tonight my two co-hosts, Mr. Dave Horrocks and Mr. Ben Rogers. Dave.
1: Bonjour mes amis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting weeks for that. I <laughs> Terrible. I'm be
2: really, this, is, this is Ben, I'm going to be really boring and say hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Ben, if you, if some of our other podcasts, me and Dave end up finishing the episodes with different languages in the uh um, Der- That's fair enough. I wasn't <laughs> prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> Was I? And I know me and Dave used to try and throw some curveball in there, but it's in the Derek Trotter back catalogue of <laughs> sayings. So yeah, oh, tremendous. So Dave, this is the first proper episode. We've been in beta for a few weeks. Can you tell everyone what it's about?
1: i can when i said we were going to talk about it i didn't mean me but all right <laughs> all right let's go so we're a weekly podcast we're going to focus on the english premiership if you have been subscribing we started off with a a little bit of an experiment to do a, a regular show that's talking about the world cup and just what's going on there uh the matches the news what our opinions and perspectives on it all were and between the three of us we kind of decided well let's we quite like this, so why don't we carry it on for, for the uh, English Premiership season?
0: Good stuff, Dave, good stuff. Now, Ben, like we say, we went through the World Cup and everything, and we've, we've, we've done that now. This is all about the new season. I want to introduce all of us. So, obviously, if you want, Ben, you can go first, then Dave, and then myself. That's okay. And who, you, which team you support, so people know a legion season, where we're going to fall out at certain
2: stages of the season as well. So, yeah, I'm Ben, and uh, I do the uh, grassroots... Coach cast with Dave, so you may have heard that. Uh, we're just having a bit of a break at the moment, but we'll be picking that up as the season starts. But um, I am a Liverpool fan. So for my sins, feeling cautiously optimistic for the first time in, I don't know how long, in pre-season. So um, yeah, that's me. Good stuff. How about yourself, Dave?
1: Yeah, so unfortunately, I'm a Liverpool fan as well. Uh, unfortunately being for yourself but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i done obviously the grassroots coach cast which ben had mentioned uh chris and i redo the comics in motion podcast as well and um yeah really looking forward to this season um it, it's funny ben says you know cautiously optimistic i kind of am as well but ben knows that i'm, I'm a little bit on the pessimistic side especially it ramps up to 11 just just before kickoff usually but obviously liverpool fans are famous aren't they for for this is going to be our season so i certainly not going to step into that realm yeah really excited about this one coming up as as we all are i'm sure on you know before that first ball's kicked yeah
0: good stuff. yourself chris well I'm not going to say unfortunately, like you guys. I'm going to say fortunately, I am a Manchester United fan. So the two to one ratio is going to have to be levelled up at some point in the season, especially when we both play. I am—I don't know what to expect because I think as much as Mourinho's been Mr. Grumpy, he's also the press has done a number on us this preseason. So I don't know what to expect and. As you both know, and if anyone's listened to our back catalogue, my love for Marwan Fellaini and the fact that he signed a new two year contract is <laughs> going to make this podcast really <laughs> interesting. I'm thinking of even throwing in there a Marwan Fellaini section, just to, like you know, the old Sky Sports can watch. So he may I do my own review of Fellaini, even if he's on the bench warming up at the side of the pitch. I'll do it.
1: <laughs> no, knowing how much you hate him, I think that was my funniest <laughs> moment of the summer. Obviously, the summer isn't quite over yet. But I did enjoy that when that news dropped and knowing what your opinion is of him. I did that, <laughs> that, was a that genuinely line. laughing out loud.
0: Yeah, it thanks guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
0: I think you see Liverpool fans, you are probably going, Yes, yes. We got linked with
2: him at one point, there was, hey, I, like, I was gonna say yeah. we were going we were linked with him and it was like, Are you having a laugh? <laughs> I wouldn't wish that guy my worst enemies in Liverpool oh. are my
0: worst football enemies yeah. anyway. I wouldn't I I wouldn't Dave and Ben, I would not wish that man on anything. And he, had, he had a good World Cup, though, didn't he, to be fair? Yeah, but Mourinho's not going to play him anywhere near what he played <laughs> 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 Just put the big lump on at 10 minutes to go, and we're getting beat 1-0 by yeah. Burnley Old yeah. Trafford. plan B. You know? But yeah, also as well, what we are going to try and do for the season, we've got some good friends who've been on uh, our various podcasts who support different teams. We've got uh, Matt from Jasper Reviews, he's an Arsenal fan, he said he's going to come on. We have got Ryan from the Friends podcast, who's a United fan, fortunately, so he might be someone to get on to sort of make it 2-2 when we play each other. And then we've got Bibby who is supposed to come on through the summer, he's a City fan. And just anyone else, and obviously we're gonna introduce people as well, because this sort of round format discussion is what we like, and you know, we did put the SOS out <laughs> through the summer and it only ended up being us three, so it may just be us three, and the odd guest. but we're gonna try and get different people on, and anyone who's listening, if you want to come on just drop us a line and we're you're more than welcome to have anybody come on and have a chat
2: with us all Yep,
1: yeah, and if i can ever get a satisfactory electronic voicemail working then um, yeah, i think it'd be quite good if people could get in touch with us via via that kind of medium as well yeah even the abuse yeah especially the abuse well it's, it's football isn't it? it it comes with the territory
0: yeah of course it does so brilliant so what well, i thought this week we start with a bit of analysis of the charity shield now i know ben you've been out today with the family and stuff but i wonder if you have you caught anything to do I've with the not, game
2: i've seen the first goal i saw a gif of it before um but i haven't i've just i was just following it on twitter really so i've not seen the game because I, so I can't really comment on it sounds like it's pretty comfortable for city from what i could gather but i don't know i didn't see enough of it to really comment to be honest yeah, so but we take, so. take you guys lead if you saw it.
1: So the thing is, and, and I'm sure I'll touch on this again and again when we get into the into doing more and more shows. I do like a bet, so I'm always looking for a good value bet. I rarely make any money. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I rarely lose any as well. So I, I somehow manage to always bounce around that equilibrium. I still have the same kind of pot of money and it just goes up. And then I think, oh, I've cracked it. And then it goes down. And I think, oh, God, I should give this up. It's too much stress. So, but I do like it. And and trying to spot those sure things. And I looked at the odds this morning. And on Ladbrokes, I could get just over evens for a Man City win and I thought coming into this Chelsea have got so many problems or they seem to from the outside looking in you know Hazard's not back yet from the World Cup don't really know why you know all the other World Cup players seem to be back with their clubs Courtois seems you know it's the classic Real Madrid want this player Courtois will go to Real Madrid. I'm I'm, I'm 99% sure that'll happen. They, they'll force it through. So they've got all these problems and City have just quietly been going on about their business. They won the league at Acanta last year. And I just thought, over evens for a City win. Surely I'm reading this wrong. So, so I had a few quid on that. And, and I, think it was, I think it was pretty much as comfortable as that, wasn't it? I, I don't think Chelsea ever really looked like having a look-in. I mean, Chris, what, what did you think of the game?
0: Yeah, I did. I'm sad to say this as a United fan, but I did watch most of the game. There was a 25 to 30 minute snooze interval because I've been up watching the UFC this morning from five. But and obviously it is City, so I can't be completely, you know, compassmentless watching them lose so and so's. um, I won't swear. But yes it was just Chelsea were always on the back foot I tell you he looks a good player for City and he didn't play last year and we did a fantasy draw with the family last night which I thought was brilliant I'll discuss that with you in a bit it was absolutely brilliant where you, you know you pick your team and everyone you can only have one pick It's mm-hmm. meant it and Mendy looks a great player. I know he did his knee, didn't he? And he was out for most of the season. And he was more renowned for his social media activity. But he looks—he looks a bit like what Mika Richards or sort of Yaya Toure was. You know that powerful. Obviously, he's a left back, but he looks a cracking player. And I think he just run rings around Chelsea. They couldn't keep up with him for pace or power. And and if he stays fit, he's going to be a proper player for them this year, City. As much as. Walker gets the plaudits, he, he looks like he's going to be something else. And he played really well.
1: Well, it's like, it's like a new signing for them, isn't it? It's, you know, £50 million player, pretty unlucky with his injury last year. But like I say, if he's come back near what he was at Monaco and looked like growing into, it's, they've
2: that's just probably, got... That's probably their only weak position last year, wasn't it? So they played yeah. Delft mm-hmm. and they played... Uh, Danilo, though, who's a right back, so all of a sudden you're right, they've got another new signing. So the one week area is now bang on as well. So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, they're going to be, I don't know, they're going to take some stopping. I think,
0: I think so as well. And, and, and a pain to say it, I think, you know, watching them and watching who Liverpool have signed you guys, I think you've got some good players for being, is it Kater or Kaita, whatever he's called, he looks like a good player. I think that midfield's sewn up now, but go back to Charity Shield, I just the only thing I could see, which is a slight chink, there's something not right again between Aguero and Guardiola. He got he gets the goals and, and they don't give they didn't give him the respect last year. I know they won the league, but he played him on the bench a lot, and that Jesus, I don't rate at all. And Aguero was coming off and there was no acknowledgement. He he dropped a right glance over to Guardiola about ten minutes to go, And it, Did he? Yeah, it did. I don't know whether that'll be picked up in the press tomorrow, but you know, you can just see this tension there because last year Things weren't right. And I, I mean, he's a great player, at absolute class player. But I do, like you said, Dave, and, and, and you're saying then, Benny's they, they just looked head and shoulders above Chelsea. Even when Chelsea, if Hazard stays and that, they they just look weak. And Barkley was the main sort of fuller for Chelsea through the midfield. And he looks all right for 20 minutes, but they were trying to catch him on the break. And they played a few young ones. But then City just outpassed him, like the old Barca style, you know, just like tied him in knots in the end and there was mm-hmm. holes all across the back four for chelsea especially down the right uh their right wing obviously where mendy was going there was loads mm-hmm. of chances mm-hmm. so it, it's looking ominous anyway god
1: yeah <laughs> and that's right. horrible for me to say so i mean we well let's let's talk a little bit about about chelsea and then do we want to go into our, our actual predictions so looking yeah. ahead at the season yeah, do yeah, it do does that. look like an ominous uh, thing I could see the way it's going for City already so I mean what I, I just rattled off a few things there I mean it, is it just my perspective what, what do you guys think of what's what's going on at Chelsea there's,
2: there's something not right there is what, what I was a bit baffled by was why Jorginho went there when he, was, he was nailed on to go to Man City and I think his quality I've seen a bit of him play and He's he's class and mm-hmm. uh, I just found it bizarre that he went to Chelsea when I mean, it's still a big club and money talks and all that but yeah, I think you're, you're right they just seem in a bit bit of disarray totally I mean the sort of price hazard out of the market on there there's 200 million for him I don't think anybody's going to pay that I don't think Real Madrid will pay that so I think they'll keep him and I'm not even sure they'll let Courtois go either I think they'll keep him for the last year of his contract I think he's quite chilled out but I think he's happy to go on a free next year from what you read so I mean if he's, they sell him maybe I don't know who they're going to buy you're not going to get somebody as good as him no matter what you say so I, I think they my I'm all coming to predictions I think they'll miss out on the top four again I'm going to put that out there just because mm-hmm. I don't think they've got I don't think they've got enough and I don't think And they say Morata's back and he's going to do the business this year but I don't I don't think they can just rely on him they still kept back why he seems to fancy him as well but I don't know it's just a, it's just an odd dysfunctional football club isn't it it seems to have worked this sacking managers every couple of years but I think at some point it's going to stop working and this may be the time maybe that's what I think
0: No I,
2: I, to be honest Ben I
0: think going back if you've gone back to 2005 2006 I think everybody predicted that at some point Abramovich is going to take his oil money and go back to Russia you know he, he, obviously he's here and it's a bit of a tax haven I think what, what he does with the club it's all to do with money and that uh, reading a lot of the stuff over the years, and that's really they're just like his sort of hobby, aren't they, Chelsea? Because he has to sort
1: of
0: facilitate money some way because he's earning that much yeah. of it. But I think I agree, and I think I think he's got the at the moment he's got the feelings of like when Mourinho had that second season after they won the league and it just went to pot didn't it he lost Terry he lost the dressing room and once he'd done that obviously you could tell he didn't want to play for him did they? he just absolutely and I'm not just saying it's down to the players at all because I'm seeing it at my own club at the moment with Mourinho and his stubbornness you know we might sign that Toby on this week but he'll probably still have Jones and Small in play and you know that's how stupid he is but I, I will go on to United in a minute anyway because as, as you can tell I'm going in hot on, on the Red Devils but, but with Chelsea, <laughs> i agree and i think there's just something niggling there and they haven't got a proper strikers between shiru and murata i'm glad that we didn't get murata and i wanted him last year when you see the highlights you're like oh he's miles better technical player than lukaku but he's just too lightweight for me and i know he scored mm-hmm. against us at stanford bridge to win the game It was a cracking head, and you're thinking oh god he's you know he started quite hot didn't he you thinking he's gonna do the business here 20 goals and he was terrible and he was he was yeah, as unpredictable as he was at Real Madrid, where he was just like Olegun Asolsko, great as a sub, but as a ninety minute player, he was poor. Mm. What, about you, what about yourself, Dave?
1: Well, I was just going to ask. So, so does anyone what what actually went wrong with Conte at the club? Because you know he wins the league. You know it's it's two two seasons on the trot almost, isn't it? You know Ranieri won the league next year, Leicester sacked him. Then the season after that, Conte has won the league. And all right, you could say it's it's almost the new season, but but essentially the next season Conte's been sacked. So
2: Yeah, and he won the FA Cup as well.
1: Yeah. So so what what was the actual problem, do you think, there?
2: Well if you read if you read the stories about it, they said that he was he was confrontational, his training was too intense, he he worked the players too hard, he didn't communicate with them and all that. But you're kinda of like, Well, he's won two trophies in two years. Yeah. I'll be You know, you're. I mean, God, we haven't won a trophy for six years now. You're like, it's weird, weird, isn't it? Yes, yes. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) Um, First dig of the season, love it.
1: He's confrontational, but but if you look at all of the great managers, surely they all
2: are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're just too it's too pampered in it, and it's like, oh, he's you know we're getting a hard time, but he's won you the league. Yeah, okay then. They didn't have many injuries when they won the league. They weren't in Europe, which definitely helped them. But to come in in your first season and still, bearing in mind Man City had spent all that money and you know Chelsea hadn't been doing that well the season before, to so do that it was an unbelievable achievement. But I, I, I love the guy. I thought he's, I loved his passion. I love the mm-hmm. way he behaved on the touchline. He, he remind, he's probably the closest thing to Klopp in terms of how he. He just looks like he loved his players, and they sort of loved him back. So it was bizarre to read that. Oh, he's fallen out with all these players because you know, I mean, he fell out with Diego Costa, which probably isn't the most difficult thing to do. You know, <laughs> the most angry footballer in the world, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Been so I, so that, yeah to, read, to read that he'd sort of lost the dressing room, I just found bizarre because you just didn't see that the way he was with the players on the pitch and stuff. So, I don't know, you don't know, do you? I mean, it sounds like as well, people were buying players above his head, he didn't get players that he was asked for, which is always the beginning of the end, in it, really. So
0: I, th- I think as well, though,
2: Ben. I think you're right, and I th-
0: I, but I also think surely he must have sat down at some point and gone. I know we don't like Mourinho and they don't get on, but he must have sat down and gone. Hang on, they've had Scolari, they've had Andres Villas Boas. You know, I know uh, Thingy went in there; they absolutely hated Benitez, and he won him a cup yeah. and stuff. You know, all the fans hated him because his Liverpool connection, but he actually went in there and won him the European League didn't he and stuff. And it's like whoever they've had. Two seasons in. I mean, Marino was absolutely dire of the second season. They nearly they were in the bottom three at one point, weren't they? Sort of around yeah. Christmas time. That bad. So mm. you can understand that. And the Ranieri one was a weird one with, with Leicester, but surely he must have they must have said to him, like, well, you know, you've just got a humour, at Rome Roman. He might just come to you and say, Right, I've just bought this guy, let him do it. Yeah. You know, because they won the league, he won the FA Cup. Yeah, they weren't as consistent there, but he's got to buy and maybe they, they don't want to give him the money to buy because there's a lot of players like you know Fabregas and that they're not the same players anymore are they they, they were great in the heyday when it yeah. he went to Bath but he wasn't great since he's come back to the Premiership. and so maybe it's that I don't know but it's a strange club and and it shows sometimes and that's me being I know we've got money and you have got money but it's sort of like when they say you're buying you know you can't buy class and I think that's not me pigeonholing every Chelsea fan at talks I'm sure these guys have been there for years but and gone watch them You know when it was the old shed end and all that but it seems that Abramovich is just too trigger happy doesn't want to cement a club and that's why they have so many young lads out on loan because they have no belief that they're going to even make it into the club even Loftus-Cheek
2: he's,
0: not, he's never he really, really
2: played he won't play he's not, he's not going to play this season is he I'll be amazed no. if he gets included he needs to go out on loan again or sold he's too good to go back there and not play
0: yeah you're totally right what about yourself Dave yeah so
1: I agree with all of that I, I it, niggling in the back of my mind is you know is, is it a style of football thing again because you know when Mourinho was there for the for his first stint you know everyone and, and I've known plenty of Chelsea fans you know since before they had the money so that they, they were around <laughs> um you know there's just more of them now yeah they were, they were so happy to win the league. They hadn't done it for so many, was it 50 years or something daft like that? You know, they, they hadn't done it for so long. So everyone was just happy with that. But then with the success, you know, comes the higher expectations and wanting to see better football.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so that's why Mourinho lost his job the first time, wasn't it? It was all around yeah. the style of football. And then it, it seem, seems to, the investment from Chelsea seems to come in spurts. It's not like, you know, consistent, you know, since, since City have had money, they've spent consistently. United have spent consistently. Whereas Chelsea seem to go through these, you know, they'll spend massively and then not spend a lot. And, and you know, with the amount of money that is in the game now, you have to keep spending to stand still. You have to keep, or, or, uh, sorry, that's not quite correct. You don't have to keep spending, but you have to keep improving your squad or you stood still. So if you're Southampton and you've got a world-class academy there and you keep churning out these players on the conveyor belt, okay, well, that's still you know, getting you better players. So you don't necessarily have to spend the money. It's just, it's just a lot harder to do it that way, it seems. So, yeah, I, I, I think... I think Chelsea will will miss out again. Um, uh, Any change in manager, again, one of the nice things I think Southampton do is they have a rock solid backroom setup, don't they, and structure. So when they change the manager or change the coach, it doesn't, you know, you're not changing the DNA of the club. Whereas I I get the impression the whole philosophy when a new manager comes in at Chelsea, you know, they're going to have to decide do, do the players I've got now fit in with that manager's philosophy you know if you look at you mentioned Scolari there very different footballing style to Mourinho yep. you know if you brought in Sam Allardyce you know you might have more luck with that that with those group of players but if you brought in Guardiola I think he'd struggle with that squad wouldn't he because it's, it's just not they're not his sort of players apart from probably Hazard
0: yeah they're not technically enough are they
1: yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's look, they, they'll still be up there and thereabouts. They're still a bloody good team. Um, but oh, just still a top different, six team, they are. Yeah, just, they're just different know. sorts of players, aren't they? There's lots and lots of different ways to play the game. Yeah. And you need to decide what your philosophy is and then try and get the players in who, who can execute on that.
0: Yeah. But, well I know we're gonna do predictions in a in a bit, but I've got a wild card team that I think are gonna do well this year. So I wanna state my claim, like the Uruguay and the World Cup ones, which I was not far off with them. There's a little dark horse. So I've, I've been doing a bit of research, so we'll we'll go into that in a bit. But in terms of winning the league, I mean
1: okay. do we do we think do we think it's City and the rest?
2: Uh yeah, I, I kinda do. I don't I don't think well I think the problem, not a problem, but I think the thing Liverpool have got to do, and it, it's like Klopp said, he said it, it sort of doesn't matter about playing City head-to-head because, you know, we took, we proved we can beat them. It's about beating everybody else we've mm-hmm. got to beat. And I think we've got a lot better at that. I think now when we go to teams like, I don't know, a Southampton away or, you know, I was going to say Swansea away, but we lost to them. <laughs> you know, those difficult teams like the Brightons and all this, we have got a lot better at beating those teams. And whereas previously, we always struggled, didn't we? We'd, you know, we'd turn up against a Man United or an Arsenal play really well, and we'd go to, you know, we'd go to, I don't know, Swansea on a Tuesday and we'd lose. So, I think mm-hmm. we've got a lot better at, at that. And I think the way, we're, the way we're set up now with the front three and the new players we've brought in, I think we are going to score a lot of goals and I think we will blow teams away. I think also we will still, it's going to be just those teams we park the bus if we've learnt a way of beating those teams. And the fact we haven't signed really a number ten, although I suppose you could play Shaqiri as at number ten, is interesting. And whether that may hinder us, I don't know, because just somebody to unpick that lock when teams have sat deep, because we still have struggled against teams who do that. Whereas Man City don't seem to, they just seem to blow teams away. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the key thing. I think mean, if we can prove that we've overcome that hurdle, when teams come and sit deep and we struggle to break them down, and I think we've got a really good chance. I think we've got the. This is the best squad we've probably had for. I would say probably since we won the league. I think I think it's that good. Um, there's just quality all over it. There's competition for places everywhere. There's sort of two players for each position. The only doubt is is Lovren, the right partner for Van Dyke, but then Gomez has played yesterday at centre back and done well. So and I really like him. So. That'll be the only possible weak area for me but i think going forward we've got so much and we've got loads of midfield options and i'm feeling pretty positive about it but I, if you're asking me if i think we can finish top of the league i still think man city will win it
1: yeah for, for me it's city and everyone else I, I just think that they're just too far ahead of of everyone right now and and something absolutely i mean it's not a nailed on um you know things can happen. It's football, isn't it? But I, I just think they're going to be too strong. Um, but of the rest, you know, if you're looking at Liverpool, Man United, Spurs, I, I don't, I don't think Chelsea, as as we've discussed before, will really challenge. Um, I, I think Liverpool. For me, there's still a massive question mark about the defence. So, you know, it was a massive. Um, I don't want to say coup, it wasn't really a coup, but the main issue, obviously, for for a number of years now, has been the goalkeeper position. Mm. So even though, you know, they dominate games and then the team would go up, they'd have one chance, one decent chance, and then it's a goal. And then that changes the whole momentum, momentum of the game. So they brought in this Allison for a world record fee. You know, they've had that problem area and they've addressed it. And they paid through the nose for it, but, you know, they kind of had to. So, but in front of them, you've got Van Dijk, who I do think is is, is class. But then, you know, Lovren, I'm, st- I'm just still not convinced about him. And, and then, you, you know, it, it's over the 38 games. It's your whole squad, isn't it? It's not just about that first team. So if, if Lovren has the season of his life, then okay, you know, it'll do quite well. But he's still only going to play what 25 to 30 games out of that 38. So who's who's playing the other games there? It's either going to be Gomez,
2: probably Joe Gomez, who who I think I think but Joe Joe Gomez has got to play regularly because he's played for England. He played against Brazil in the back three. He was man of the match. He's got he's got everything to play in that position. It's just obviously the itix. I remember last season he made the odd mistake. Which you're gonna do at that age, but he was. Playing, that was when he was playing right back. So, I, I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's kind of like I wouldn't be averse to signing another big centre back. But then if you if you buy another centre back, where are you gonna play Joe Gomez? Because for me, now Trent Alexander Arnold should play right back. He should be the first choice right back. There's no doubt in my mind about that. It's proved at the end of the last season in that Champions League room He's more than good enough. I think he's, an, he's getting in the England squad. You can't then say, well, actually, Trent, we're not going to play every week. For, for me, he's good enough. So Joe Gomez has to sort of play at centre back. So it's difficult, isn't it? He's got, it's got to play there to prove he can do it. And I think he's good enough to play there, but he's probably going to make the odd mistake. So I can see why he's not bought another centre back. Because he obviously wants to give Joe Gomez a chance and Lovren had a pretty good season playing with Van Dijk, to be fair. It's just and, he and
1: according to himself, he's the best, one of the
0: best exactly.
2: centre backs in the world. So, the <laughs> the world, so it's, it's all good, mate. There's nothing to worry about. It's yeah. Confidence
0: in yourself, but no one else thinks. That, but, yeah. I, mean, I think he
1: even didn't Klopp say? Klopp said something like that. <laughs> he said, "Oh, it's okay
2: for other people to say that, but you probably shouldn't have said that himself." he no, shouldn't. And but you know, Andy Robertson was a revelation, and Trent's been great. So that, I think there's a lot of reason to be not too down on the defence. I think the Lovren's got to prove he can do it over a season and cut out the daft mistakes because he still does make the odd one. But he just generally looks a bit more assured playing against, playing with Van Dijk. I think when Van Dijk's not there, that's when you've got a problem because I think Lovren's just not a natural... He just doesn't seem comfortable being that main defender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the, and he should be because he's the most, well, the most experienced. But it's an odd one. But, yeah, like you said, I think the goalkeeping thing was a huge thing. And if we got into the season with Karius in goal... I mean, you know my thoughts on it. I'm not going to repeat what I said about <laughs> that, but it would have been pretty grim. I think the fa- he's just lost the fans' trust, and I think that makes it very difficult for him. And I personally think he's got to go to another country to get his career back on track. Yeah, I think yeah, I so. In this country with him, it's just going to be murder when he's playing. So I feel for him, but I think, I think the writing's on the wall.
0: Yeah, I remember being at Old Trafford and sat right next to Fergie when Massimo Taibi came oh, in. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, my no, word. <laughs> was it, it was,
1: Letizia, that Letizia, one?
0: Letizia, it was two yeah, yeah. of um, <laughs> oh, it was, it was, yeah. we, we could see it, Ben, Dave, because I could see it going. And I think he started off well and then we went to Anfield and I think he did us because he, he dropped the ball and then we went to Chelsea and got done like 5-0 and he made like three mistakes and then I never forget that and like the carriers thing I know we're all joking and I'm winding you two up because obviously it costs you the final and stuff you know and, and what a great way for me to sort of set myself up for the end uh, end of our poor season That that's terrible isn't it really like I'm taking joy and you's getting beat I'm sure you've done the same but it was a joke and it's a bit football and banter and all that stuff but I never forget it and I remember it <laughs> going underneath Taibi. And looking at fergie he was probably about 10 feet away from him and everyone just like you know you can see like seventy thousand people's eyes look at fergie. <laughs> and he just put his head down, nodding his head as if to say what the f has gone on and then taibi had the nerve to get up and take mud off his boots like it was his boots but he'd actually gone down to <laughs> you know to claim it up, but it just went right through his whole body didn't it you know it wasn't like well, you've seen it now, and it like remember the old Tim Flowers one at uh, Eagle Park where it it bounced and it went yep. oh, it? Oh, I Collymore, Collymore. I was going to say it's was Liverpool, wasn't it? And it it, it, it bubbled over him. Or it's not like the old Rainier with the old balloon thing and all that stuff, you know, balloon gate. But this was on them things. And when I saw carriers do that, as much as I reveled in it because I knew that you weren't going to win the cup, it's also thinking that poor lad, is just yeah. he'll never be the same. I and mean, David said this, haven't we, David? I said to you, said he's never going to play for us again. I don't think because one mistake especially at the cop end of something imagine being against united it's nil nil and he drops one a minute to go and it would be like oh my word he'd be more hated than united i think at that point you know so yeah, right. you've got to protect the lad i think he's got to go out on loan if i'm being honest
1: yeah i i think he as ben says completely agree he needs to go out the country i thought he had some unfair criticism from uh the neville brothers and i i have to say i thought Carriger chipped in more than the pair of them to be honest and really put him under pressure when he had his first stint in goal yeah. you know because they, they were all kind of half mistakes they weren't clangers But they were like, "Mm, well, would De Gea have got that? Yeah, he probably would. So therefore, he must be rubbish because De Gea would have done it. Well, no, it, it doesn't work like that. So I still think there's a good goalkeeper in there. But his confidence must be absolutely shot to pieces. And, you know, from opposition fans, from Liverpool fans, he's had dog's abuse. And I just think he needs to he needs to go away. He needs to buckle down. I, I don't like this whole... He released a, a video of himself training in California. And I don't know if it was the original or someone had put it. But the first version I saw was... Uh, it had Baywatch music on it. You know? It was just... What are the most cheesiest David Brent things I've ever seen in my life. So you know, pack it in and just buckle down and train hard and work on your game. That's it.
0: Absolutely. Profile. Keep doing that but 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 the thing is though, I know I'm sort of gonna segue off. Who do you think they are now? They're social media and they get like a social media manager to run who in the right mind would think that is correct and this isn't just yeah. a i've seen lingard and I, I don't like lingard anyway the whole jay ling's rubbish and all that yeah, other yeah, stuff yeah. that comes with it he's an average player who's got lucky because he works really hard and he's, he's not good enough to play for my team but the fact that he's good enough to, you know he, he scores against panama for england and they're all like, oh, he's just great. And I saw some ridiculous things like he's having a better world cut than Messi. It's like, yeah, but yeah. Messi's had a better season than him for the last t- 10, 12 years. You know, just like the social media. And Pogba does the same. You know, his haircut dictates what's going on. Yeah. It's just like, no. I I, I I, mean, I know Beckham was the one who started all of this sort of uh, media frenzy. Stuff. We had George yeah. Best, obviously, in the 60s, the Beatle and stuff. And then... Beckham elevated it to a level we'd not seen you know we, we, I know we had all the, the Giggsy and the Spice Boys and stuff and you had like Fowler, and McManaman and and they were like celebrities wanted around Liverpool and, and all that stuff and it it was going that way in the mid 90s but then when Beckham come on the scene around about 96 97 especially post Spice it's mm. a different level I mean they could make a career without even kicking a ball and and just by the fact that they've played a couple of games of footy. I mean, Beckham, his last season for us, he must have made more money sat on the bench than he did playing for United, you know. So, yeah. it's just this and I agree and, and it's cringeworthy if it's not your players, but then you see the way they're announcing players now. I mean, we had we had Sanchez playing the piano and and, and to be fair, <laughs> they then parried they then it. They did, they did. Yeah, well, we'll be, but to be fair, we did sort of even it out, taking the mick out of themselves because when Fred signed, they had Fred the Red, the mascot, playing a piano uh, taking the mick out of that signing, you know, because it was just cringe, you know. And I've seen some of the things now. Like there was one other day, day for a team, someone signed someone and they put Love Island on. And it was like a Love Island clip for about, I think it's Leeds. It might have be been 30 second clip of Love Island going at These <laughs> guys, you stop watching Love Island. Look who we've signed. I'm like, oh my word, what are you doing? You know, it's just, I know that's, a, that's probably a podcast on its own we could talk about, but I agree with both of you there that it, it just needs to knuckle down. He's not rubbish. He's German. He, he he could go back to the Bundesliga and do the business there, and and you know, and I'm sure at some point he'll come across Liverpool and have an absolute worldie or summit at Anfield. But for me, he's not. His head's not in the game, and he needs to be moved. I've seen Old Trafford keepers like say Taibi, other other keepers, Bosnich, Bartez. Once the heads went, they had to be shipped out because they just couldn't do it. They just summit not right. in the heads with it.
1: With the amount of profile that comes with being a keeper for one of the top clubs so in terms of global presence you have to say liverpool and man united are probably the two biggest aren't they english clubs of course you know chelsea arsenal spurs they've got massive followings as well but it's not quite the same and you know we've destroyed plenty of keepers over the years i remember you know brad friedel used to play for us didn't have a chance and then he goes somewhere else and thrives David James, you know, goes somewhere else and thrives and plays on for another fifteen years or something. So, I I think there's very few keepers who have got the mental strength to succeed at one of these major-sized clubs.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, so Chris, let me ask you this: Do you think, do you think Man United will finish above Liverpool? Well.
0: I've been waiting for
2: this section now. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> let me roll out my pre-written script. <laughs> yeah, let's let, let, let go for it. And obviously, I'll be editing this. I'll be taking the beeps out and stuff. There'll be a lot, plenty of beeps in. Um, at the moment, probably not. The, the the one thing that has annoyed me, and I think it's probably a bit of bias on my side, and I'll hold my hands up and you can correct me on this, is... Everyone has dismissed us completely what we did this last two seasons with Marino. Marino's football was dire last year. It was never as bad as Van Gaal. I, I, trust me, it wasn't. I mean, the Van Gaal game against Swansea in the FA Cup where Boney scored um, was absolutely the worst game I've ever seen at Old Trafford. And I remember coming out saying, I've seen, you know, we've all been to games where we've seen, you know, proper turkeys undergone, gone what is that i've just watched you know getting beat or whatever it was the worst game i've ever seen and, and the van gaal way worked international he's an international uh, manager he was good at the, in the big games but the, the small teams he was terrible whereas mourinho he's great against the small teams at the moment but the big teams he's only pulled off like city and i think i think we uh did we beat you. We beat you. Didn't we last year at Old Trafford? It was a terrible yeah. draw. What at Anfield? But I think they were the only two wins really. We were mm-hmm. absolutely atrocious. You know, Spurs beat us at Wembley. Uh, Arsenal was just awful game. It was just terrible football towards the end. And it, and and more pigheadedness. And I think looking at who you've bought, I'll be honest with you, that midfield looks really good for you. But loads of legs there around Salah and stuff as well. So it's not all on that. And I think you're going to wipe. The floor with a lot of teams on the break i really do and i don't think we've got that i mean sanchez has looked really good in pre-season but obviously he's only playing against like club america and only you know i know we played you you, you bite the floor with us it was a terrible uh game to be honest when it went one all, i thought fair enough you know we didn't deserve to be one all because you, you had three or four chances and i know we had a lot of plays missing but so did you so i think that was ominous but we did play well against real madrid but again they weren't full strength we, we beat Madrid some cracking goals but I just think these too many players need to be shipped out to make United back to what they are but I don't think it even makes a difference if Mourinho's going to play the way he is there was the joke going around Twitter which I, I quoted to someone which is true is why would they sign Gareth Bale there's all this thing about Bale leaving and stuff and then at Burnley at home when we Getting beat one nil or it's nil nil. He brings him on at left wing, but you know it's just like that's the mentality of the man. And good old Marowans there, and and you know people like Herrera and stuff, the good solid Premiership players, but they're never going to elevate us to the next level. Unfortunately, yeah. he's a, Herrera's just a niggly little so and so. I'm sure every other fan hates because he's always diving. Oh, no, he's, he's always lock, he? yeah, he's always in the ref's face. He's in the deck. He's holding his face. You know, great when he pulls it off, but it can be frustrating. But you know, Mata. has got no legs about him now. We've we've got too many little creative players, and not. And once Lukaku, if he gets injured, we are stuffed because there's no one. Marshall's just a mad. I, don't think I was going to say something. He's a mad. Let us cut that off. But he's a mad, and that's all I'm going to say. Rashford's getting found out. He's just the better Danny Welbeck. He hasn't got the consistency, and it, for me, showing like he's believing his own hype. And obviously, then you've got Jesse. You know, Jay Ling's there, who, who's absolutely one of the. Worst players ever seen at Old Trafford, but seems to get because he tries a lot, gets his name on the team sheet. So, hand on heart, I've gone around the houses. Other than as long as De Gea doesn't carry on his Spain form, and we don't see Chris Smalling and um, Phil Jones together as a partnership, and Bailey keeps fit. I think defensively will be great again because we had the second best defence, but I think going forward, we're going to get sussed out, and and people just come to Old Trafford. The bank of five and five works even more because the way Mourinho plays and it only works when we're getting beat because 2-0 against city and we second half was one of the best games of football See united play for a long time because they had to go for it crystal palace 2-0 down after 60 minutes we win 3-2 in the last seconds away great game but other than that they're probably the only two games i could say last season really got me out of my seat going mad and that's so yeah i do think these are going to finish above us but i do think we'll be third I, i don't i think we're still better than the other teams consistently even
2: though it's terrible football he can grind out them results when he needs to. I agree with that. I don't buy this. People are saying, oh, they're going to, he'll be sacked and they're going to finish fifth or whatever. I still think you're finishing the top four because he'll just, like you said, he'll make them difficult to beat and he'll grind results out because you've got too many good players not to grind results out. It won't be great football, but he knows how to get a result whether you like it or not and he will still do that if he stays. Yeah. Um, I don't know what his agenda is or what he's playing at really. You never know with, with him, do you? But. um yeah, it's just. I think what sums him up is every. it seems every player he's linked with, they're all sort of 28, 29, 30, aren't they? Yeah. They're just there for one or two seasons, well, at that peak, and then he's kind of not interested after that. He's not interested in bringing through some young talent and developing it, it doesn't seem to me. No. So no I'll right, really right, Rashford, I think he? he's awesome, but he just seems to have gone backwards. Yeah, that could be And Marshall's absolutely
0: fantastic player. Yeah, i brilliant player. Brilliant player, but he's, he's just got... A dummy needs mouth all the time. He's an absolute sore loser. He needs an arm round him. But Van Gaal got the best out of him. Van Gaal signed him. And, yeah. and he, he was the shining light of, of two terrible seasons with Van Gaal. He's fantastic. Won us literally, the FA Cup. You know, I went to the semi-final when he'd done Everton right at the end. He was great that day. But under Mourinho, terrible. What, about you? what do you think, Dave?
1: So, I don't think I'm quite as confident that Liverpool will finish above Man United. I, I still think... This transfer window is going to be really important. Now, I don't. There's part of me that doesn't really think United need more players. They, they, over the years, they've spent a lot. You know, if you look at every position, every player has cost a lot of money. But I just don't think they all form a coherent team. You know, and and if you look at Mourinho when he was at his best. You know, he'd kind of inherited that Ranieri solid defensive unit already. He added in some, uh, you know, world's most expensive players at the time. And, and then it all kind of came together. Whereas now I'm looking at it, like, I can't see a coherent, you know, I can't see like, all oh, right, we'll add this player in and add that player in. And then, you know, it'll all that. click together.
2: No, they've said that they haven't got a coherent transfer strategy. Looking looking as an outsider, it doesn't seem to be very coherent.
0: No, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, the last few transfer windows, we've not done anything at the end, which is great. You've not got that scramble. I know Fergie pulled off like a Berbatov and stuff in his day at literally the last seconds. I mean, the last time we did any transfer deadlines was for Laney. So, I mean, that just says it all. <laughs> but we're usually quite quiet and they'll, you know, Sky Sports or Flog, Transfer deadline day, to, you know, to within an inch of its life, won't they? You know, cause I remember being in Spain when we signed for lady was literally, you know, woke up in the morning, we got the paperwork through. I was inconsistent then about him, so God knows now if he, you know, if he went out, it? I think we'd have a street party. I think better it's than only four t- days to go in
2: there. It's Thursday, That's it's, it's, it's going to be. Into-
0: I, I can just see it, Ben and Dave, I can just see it being a nightmare on Thursday and they're going to get somebody in who we just left field just for the sake of trying to appease everyone. Yeah. And we said before we came on air, I do like the look of Fred. He looks a great player, but is, is, he, is Mourinho going to suck the life out of him by Christmas? Oh, that's, that's the thing, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what to expect. i really... I do believe with what you said, though, Ben, he's absolutely on the money. He's signing 29, 30-year-old players because he has no belief that he's going to be there himself. Why is he not signing yeah. 22, 23-year-old players for the future? Thinking, oh, I can nurture this guy. And in five years, he's going to be world-class. He's thinking of the short-term game. He'll be off to Dubai or something when the World Cup blows up and some team or you know, league gets traded over there. He'll go over there for millions, Mourinho. It just, he just like, hauls himself out, doesn't he?
1: I think the, the one... The one signing I'd be fairly confident on is Aldevarel from spare spares <laughs> Spurs, <laughs> Spurs. How's the idea so um from Spurs because he's out of contract next summer, yeah, and Spurs are playing hardball, you know, but let's face it, Daniel levy doesn't often end up out of pocket does he no so i I, th- I think. You know, they, they just need to come to some agreements. I, I can really see him going to United. And and he would improve that back line. So I know the thing is, the way the whole team is set up, they're always going to be good defensively. Yeah. You know, so so I don't know how much it's going to elevate them up. I, I think it's more in the attacking areas. And and again, it's it's not individual players that I think are going to make the difference. It's, it's just the way he plays. I mean, it. When you have world class players in every position, like you did at, at Chelsea the first time round, you're going to be up there. It doesn't matter how you set the team up, <laughs> you know. Um, whereas now, I, I think it's the attacking positions that, uh, that a lot of things have to happen, don't they? I mean, you, you mentioned about Lingard; he seems to he seems to score quite a lot, you know, yeah. for a, for a midfielder running in from deep. But you know, has Rashford got better since Mourinho's got there? Well. I don't think so. I think he was played better under Van Gaal when he first brought him in, didn't he? Um, Martial has definitely regressed as a player. So, but you look at Lukaku. So Lukaku is probably you know first name on his team sheet, isn't he? Because basically the team can just launch the ball at him. It's it's the same as back in the Drogba days at Chelsea. So, but but what Mourinho does as well as anyone if not better than anyone it's just grind out results and the thing is when the results are coming everyone kind of just accepts it you know if you come away with a one nil or two nil it's dull to watch there's a limited amount of time but you will just put up with it but it's when the results don't come you know that's that's when everyone starts getting fed up and, and i i can see you know them being up there but equally, if they if they lose, say, the first two or three games, then he will be under a lot of pressure.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, you're going to see it quicker than anyone else because we're the first game on Friday night against Leicester, Old yeah. Trafford. Yeah. So, so that's going to. But I do. The the problem I had is we were playing teams who were inferior to us on paper at Old Trafford, and he's going with two defensive midfielders, and he's going with Herrera and. Fellaini or like you know Carrick only got a few games last year but it's always the same and then he's relying on like a Sanchez I know we didn't get until Christmas or a matter to try and unpick that lock and it just doesn't work and you've got you know Valencia there and I've said this loads of times to my friends and that, and it's a, a cliche I know but he couldn't cross his legs that lad you know he get he has more <laughs> he has more crosses than anyone there was a stat for a David Moyes game in 2014 where he had something like 35 or 40 crosses and never hit a man I mean, we are United are one of the worst teams on corners. I think we've scored maybe one or two goals over the last three years on corners. We're absolutely, uh, If you ever see, I know you've probably never noticed. Cause I don't understand why, because obviously not sat there watching us religiously. But if you watch our corners, they always hit the first man. Whether it was Rooney, Mata, whoever takes a corner, is absolutely atrocious for us, and it always goes back out to the wing, and it's just. It's, it's soul destroying to watch. I mean, Ibrahimovic, you know, we, we got rid of him, but he was that, you know, you've got Lukaku there, you've got that target man. Like you say, Mourinho likes that target man, and I think it works. But I also think you need someone off his shoulder all the time. You need someone else, you know, just something different. There's going to be some games where you can't rely on him. If Lukaku's having a bad game or he's missing from three or four yards, and I've seen it, you know, I know he got a few goals, I've seen some of them misses he's renowned for. You need that bit of class a bit of touch I mean my best all-time striker at Old Trafford always was Van Nistelrooy I've never seen anybody finish the way that guy finished it's absolutely world class but we've not had anyone since you know well we've had Ronaldo but he wasn't really a striker he had two seasons there when we got rid of him and obviously he wanted to go but you know Rooney had maybe one season but Van Nistelrooy for an out and out killer in front of goal you know off his shoulder his nose his back of his head he he did everything you know I just don't think we've got it so We'll see, we'll see, but I do get the feeling that Mourinho's not going to see the season out, I really do. I can just see it.
1: Well, to be honest, I hope he stays there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen <sucks>. to me. <laughs> no,
1: I, I think, no, not just to wind you up, but genuinely, I, I can't see them becoming that force again under Mourinho. And I think it's brilliant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when Moyes was there, isn't it? We, did, we were gutted when he oh, went. Wow you know what Ben
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my! I mean I was on the plane going to Vegas and you know Fergie had announced he was going and then it come on like because he didn't have like Wi-Fi then so you just got these still images of Sky Sports News and Sky News coming up you know the, like the latest stories you're really? in the air and it wasn't announced before we flew and it come up with David Moises, the new manager United and I was like and I, and I remember watching Fergie's speech um, in the MGM in like the sports thing and there's loads of United fans in there with me and we're all there. And I was like filling up in that moment. I'm not thinking to say that. Um, and I don't know whether I was trying more because Fergie was leaving and we were getting <laughs> more. So <I> just <laughs> Fergie done, I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. I think United are going to get more headlines. And they were getting it on BT before. Rio and that were talking about that. While Chelsea and City were up behind them. And I'm thinking,
2: oh, it's just going to be one of them seasons yeah, again. I think it is. It's going to be box office. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys I tell you what, we,
1: we should move on from the Moyes thing or, or yeah. else I'm sure with the amount of tangents we'll, we'll go on for about 6 hours but yeah, yeah. Th- there are very few moments in time that just absolutely tick every box, I mean Ben knows uh, I didn't rate Moyes when he was at Everton I thought he was hugely overrated for what he did there um, So, but, but in that appointment I thought he was going to mess up United Also messing up Everton. (laughs) (laughs) It's just perfect. Yeah, and the resurgence to Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure about the last bit, but (laughs) um, yeah, yeah, the first two bits. uh, Yeah, that that was a wonderful moment.
0: (laughs) Anyway, let's let's move on from that now.
1: (laughs) So, so, uh, am I right then? Then we all think uh, City will probably win. Uh, Liverpool and United. We're thinking probably two or three. Yeah. uh at the top four so i mean we've not talked about spurs arsenal chelsea i mean who do we think for that last spot
0: um i'm gonna throw one in there and oh, you yeah, going to... googly go on you is my well, i've got two googlies actually i think now you can quote me on this and you can absolutely rip me to pieces at the end of the season i'm going for burnley fourth All
1: right. <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> and what was the other one?
0: Uh, now, no, this is regarding you know, we were obviously we'll go into this now if you want. My prediction for the dark horse team of the season, all right, okay, yeah, yeah, and obviously doing the chat footy gossip and and you know, using all my skills to Solomon uh, was Burnley not your dark horse? No, 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 they're just to go in the top four. Oh, I think boy, Burnley are going I can't <laughs> top. Top this is. In the top seven or six or seven this season is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I've been been keeping an eye on what they've been doing. I know they've got the money, Mendes and stuff, and they've got uh, material and stuff, but they've signed some good players. And I think they're going to definitely stay up. And I also think that they're going to be in the top half, at least seventh, I would say. I think think we're going to get a shot this season. I'm not sure whether Emery's first season for Arsenal is going to go very well at all. So I think um, they're going to be... Fighting
2: an I, yeah, I agree with that. I think Wolves will finish top eight. I think they'll be, they've got some good players. I think they'll shock a few teams and they'll, they'll be nowhere near relegation, I don't think. They've got too many good players in there. Yeah. What about yourself then, Ben? What are you saying? Prediction or dark horse? Uh, well, it's funny you said about Arsenal. I, I'm quite intrigued by Arsenal because I think he's actually bought in some the sort of players that they needed. So I'm quite intrigued to see how they'll do. But I don't think they'll finish in the top four but I think they'll do better than last season I think they've got a bit of steel I really rate that lad they got that Uruguayan fella they've got brought in yeah. I think he's a cracking cracking player and he's just what they need and I think that Lick Steiner will be a decent signing for, on a free and I like the look of that massive tank they've bought from Dortmund as well he's a huge, he's a right beast of a looking player he's the Greek guy at the back and I think he's added some real steel in there and I think that's what they've always sort of suffered from not having but whether that's going to gel and work out I don't know and I don't know I don't think Lacazette and Aubameyang can play together at front so I don't know how they're going to line up but I think they'll I just think, I don't, I'm not saying I'll finish top four or anything I don't think they will but I think they'll I'm just intrigued by them because I think he's gone in there and spent quite a bit of money and it's almost like he's straight away gone well, we need experience here we need some more steel there and he's sort of done what Wenger never seemed to do so mm-hmm. yeah I wouldn't say they're a dark horse but I think the top four will be the same. Then it'll be Arsenal and Chelsea. Like I said, probably Wolves hovering about. I don't think Burnley will get in the top four personally, but um, you never know. You never know. Mm. And relegation, I think, will be Cardiff, Huddersfield and, I don't know, someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll
0: I'll agree with you on that before we go go to Dave. I'm going to say Cardiff, Huddersfield, and I think Southampton. I don't rate Mark Hughes at all, oh, he's I'm absolutely, off. you know, he's one of my all-time heroes for United, Hughes, he absolutely gives me some of the best moments growing up as a teenager, I love that guy but as a manager he's an absolute dead leg and I just yeah, I think really he's bad. just an absolute hacker and miserable and, and he just yeah. so, ugh, he's just so, it's just terrible when you watch his teams the way they settle so I think they're going to go down this year, they, got, they stayed up by the skin of the teeth so I'm with you on that Ben, what about yourself Dave?
1: So I'll, I'll go in reverse order. So going down, I, I think, Swansea um, and yeah, Southampton. They're,
2: they're already relegated, mate. They're in the championship. Yeah, so, so that's a nails-on-one, <laughs> isn't it?
1: <laughs> I I mean, is <laughs> so... <laughs> Southampton, not Swansea. Um, and then, yeah, I, I can't see Cardiff, although... Is, is Warnock still there? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Took him up, and he's still there, isn't he? He's a wily old fox, isn't he? As they say. I, th- I think he might just do enough, but I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be down there, aren't they? Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I mean, Huddersfield—they didn't have a great second half of the season, did they? I, I don't know though. I kind of think, I kind of think Fulham. I, I haven't really seen they've a good,
2: They've got some good players, though. I think. Fulham. Yeah. He's signed some pretty decent players, so I think they'll do all right.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, well, let's see, let's see. Um, I'd, I'd agree with the Dark Horse prediction as well. I, I think, will they push top eight? It's, it's, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? But Wolves are definitely one to watch. I think that Ruben Neves is, he's going to end up at Barcelona or Real Madrid. Oh, classed, I, I think him. he's that good. He um, and he, he'll he may make an intermediate step somewhere. It, it just depends how Wolves do next year. So I, I'm not sure he's there for the long haul, but I do think he is absolute class. And and they just seem to have made some smart signings. And um, yeah, they, they've had a great youth set up there for years as well. So I, I just, I can see good things for Wolves this year. I think in terms of that top four, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Arsenal, w- when I think of Arsenal, I kind of think of Charlton and Alan Kerbishley. <laughs> so I think of, um, you know, the Charlton fans at, at one time saying, well, Kerbishley, taken us as far as we go. We keep finishing fifth and then they sack him. And of course, stocks yeah. can go down as well as up. Uh, I think having the same spearhead, you know, for 20 odd years, it's gonna. We've seen it, at United, haven't we? It's yeah. gonna create massive ripples. So, yeah, he seems uh, the manager coming in. He seems to have addressed some weak positions. So it could all click, and I could end up with egg on my face. But I just think there's going to be so much disruption, not necessarily just on the pitch, but in the whole fabric of the club, the whole infrastructure and everything that I used to have in Wenger there. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think they'll finish outside top four. I'm really interested to see how Spurs do because I think if they hadn't moved to Wembley this year, they might have pushed City a lot harder than they did. I really like the way Poggettino sets his teams up. And, you know, they do have really strong... um, Every every position on the pitch, there's a really strong player there. And I just think... um, you know, they could, they, they're going to need something to click into gear, you know, that stops them just being that top four team to, to really push for the title. But I, th- I think they'll be there or thereabouts again.
2: They were having a debate about Spurs on Talksport earlier, and a lot of the fans aren't happy at all because they've not signed anybody. And they're all saying this is, this is the best chance, this is the best position Spurs have been in for God knows how many years in the league. And just make that extra step kick on, try and win the title, and they're not doing it, so they're really they're pretty frustrated. Well, yeah, I, I think
1: I think their best position was a few years ago, wasn't it, when they were yeah. neck and neck with Leicester. <laughs> yeah. That was really when they they should have won the league yeah. then, and they they just fell in there at the end.
0: I think I think as well. Though, one one thing they've got to take into account um, is it's what they did when they took the Mick out of Arsenal. Is the Arsenal Stadium hangover? They've got to pay for it, yeah. somehow. and Arsenal obviously had to have a business model in. That's why Wenger stayed for so long, because he got him out of debt, didn't it? And now Arsenal can spend that bit more cash as obviously the Premier League has grown and they've got all these parachute payment stuff and everything now. And that might be why. Daniel Levy's not the man he is for nothing, is he? He's a hard taskmaster, uh, taskmaster anyway, so when it comes to transfers, so when it's going to come to this... No, if if what they need to remember though, I know we all like Fresh Faces in for various reasons, but one thing Spurs have done and I really like is to be fair, all the players have been put on long term contracts over the last six, seven months, every yeah. one of them. Yeah. So even if they sell them, they're gonna get a lot of money back. Like what you did with Suarez and stuff, you know, he signs a contract and then they sell him six months later. You it was a great bit of business for Liverpool. It was obviously something negotiated at the time, knew he was going, but that's what Spurs have done. Whether they're going to stay or not, he's going to make a lot of money on these players. So um, that's why, obviously, Alderweirem and stuff, he's probably going to come to United because he would have had him in a contract by now, one not if they wanted to make mm-hmm. a lot of money? So yeah. I think that stadium hangover is going to be there with Spurs for a couple of seasons, which is not right because I do believe and I agree with Dave. I think they're a great team to watch and they're, on the, they're literally on that tipping point of going because they've got some good results in Europe as well. So... And now they've got that myth of being inferior to Arsenal out the way. They're actually the better team of the two at the moment. So it'd be a shame for them to go backwards because there's so many positives there with Spurs.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So of the rest, I, I can't really see, see too much. I, I always keep an eye out for how Newcastle are doing, but... Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's happening with Newcastle at the moment. But, you know, it seems they've got the best manager that they could possibly get in the position right now and the chairman isn't stumping up the cash to back him. Yeah. So, you know, Newcastle fans must be pulling their hair out, mustn't they? You know, either either back the manager or, you know, sell the club. You know, just it, it doesn't seem... It doesn't all add up for me why he's still there to be honest but um you know he'll, he'll still keep churning out results benitez up there and and um, but I, I can't see them really making that push and and they could you know if they have a few injuries they they could end up finding themselves in a little bit of trouble as
0: well well so they said i've just pulled a statement up here from uh, sky sports regarding ashley's come out now and he said uh, there isn't any money for Rafa um, in so many words. I heard a story from one of my friends who knows Rafa as well, to be fair, but the, the, the quote is, there isn't any f- money for Rafa, but if you want to buy three pairs of Lonsdale Boxer shorts and 9 dollars get down to your direct. I've actually got an insider story actually regarding Rafa. One of the guys I know um, knows him well. His son plays one of the big teams and he, he's been with Rafa on certain days. And apparently Benitez and his crew went down to sports directors headquarters over the summer to see uh, Ashley. And um, sorry, it was just as a word, you know, when they sacked um, the manager, Spain, sorry, sorry, oh, after yeah, yeah. the end of yeah. the season, they sacked him and he had a meeting with Mike Astley down at sports directors HQ. So this is true. He went down there, they ended up in the warehouse. Sat in the the canteen with all the staff, Benitez and his like a couple of his backroom staff and whatever <laughs> Mike Ashley thought he'd gone to say he wants to the Spain job and he's like, We won't stand the way Rafael went, No, I've come down. I said, some money? <laughs> well, he didn't get any money, you know, for his players. So there's where all this has come from. And that's genuine. I'm not making that all that's genuine. He we was really? sat in a warehouse with all the sports <laughs> <that right> staff. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I, I hope Rafa does stay there. And it, it, it is, I do genuinely enjoy seeing Newcastle doing well. You know, it, it, like the Keegan years, it was a great team to watch, wasn't it? You know, just yeah. entertaining as, as a neutral to watch them. So, you know, I do hope something gives up there. But I, I kind of think surely Rafa's not going to stay there forever. If he just keeps getting told, you know, you, you can't spend any money or... You know, if they have someone coming up the youth ranks and and then they have to sell them on to buy in more players, I I just, you know, you're talking about a guy who's won European uh, Cups, aren't you? You know, I can't see him. Yeah, La Liga twice. I I can't see him sticking around there forever.
0: And you'd think, logically, as a business entity, the guy went down with a and stayed with him, didn't he? he? Come in as like a firefighter for a few months, did he try yeah, to keep yeah. him up? He then stayed with him in the lower league. He didn't need to. He just lost his job at Real Madrid. He could have gone anywhere. And he stayed with him. So you think Ashley would have said, look, you get us back in there. Maybe I said this and I'll give you whatever you want. And he's just not come through again. So I don't know. It's a shame of Dave, because I agree with you there. The fans are great. The Newcastle fans are so passionate. 50,000 every home game. But they're gonna turn on Ashley even worse now. Especially if they have a bad start to the season.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So um are we obviously we're coming towards the end now. Now one of the things we wanted to you happy to want to sort of the uh fantasy football section, Dave? Yep, yep. So yeah, we we're gonna run a fantasy football league. We're not gonna do predictions league as poor Dave the one that we ran was the three of us, which conveniently I won that and won the Fantasy World Cup, just to drop it in there for all the listeners. But, um, move,
2: on, move on, move on. Yeah,
0: we're moving on very quickly. Uh, no, but we're going to do a fantasy one, a fantasy football one with the pins. We're going to uh, get that set up, throw it out there on Twitter, Facebook, social media. Anybody can join, so retweet, share, anybody, you know, and just give us a lot of uh, abuse in that while we do it for the season. So that should be going up this week, shouldn't it, Dave? And I'll get, I'll get the tweets out as well, maybe tomorrow.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. And if you want to get us on Twitter, you can get us at Comics... Of, uh, you can't get us at Comics of Motion. Uh, <laughs> or the Grassroots Coachcast. You can get us at Chat Footy. Yes. <laughs> nice and easy to remember that one. Yes. In theory. In theory, yes.
0: <laughs> now, now, next week, we'll have um, the transfer section. Because, obviously, the transfer window will be short, So, we'll have a bit of a talk and reflect on, you know, what's happened, who... Got the best deal? Was there any sort of shocks lastminute.com? Was there any Anne Summers products putting people's ears on the Sky News live? <laughs> <laughs> That's that was that was. still I watched that live. It's still <laughs> my favourite ever moment, and it was the sheer terror <laughs> on this. There was two of them. One that there? there was a blow up doll, and then there was um, yeah. an Ann Summers um, battery operated equipment. What the in <laughs> Someone's ear
2: appendage. <be>.
0: <laughs> it was, How the that
2: react, oh, it oh, was the best reactor I know. Oh my word! It was the best
0: ever. And then the next transfer window, they were actually sort in the stadium, was with no one around them. They were like in a corner yeah. somewhere <laughs>
2: because he <laughs> <it> was so put <laughs> <was> sort of <laughs> away for safekeeping. Yeah, so didn't get
0: <laughs> well, you just got all the scallies there, didn't you? On the bikes, <laughs> swinging them, baby. come down, sky. and they were just there. I mean, United's training grounds out of the way, so it's not like you've got to really cycle there to get there, or you've yeah. got to drive up there to get. To the gates where we, tra- you know, where we train and
2: stuff. But cities is in Manchester
0: City Centre now, so I'm sure that if they were outside there, I'm sure the Clayton Massive or Stockport Massive would be there doing all also- There
2: were probably parents watching that going. Oh, I thought he was having a sleepover at son's <laughs> house. He's on there. What's he doing there with that? Yeah, but with the Anne <laughs> yeah, Summers thing, he's when yeah. he
0: goes. Gene, have you checked
2: your drawer? <laughs> 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 Oh, I love it.
0: Like those, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll follow that up and then that'll be a weekly podcast as well, which will be sort of subsection of this. Um, anything else you want to mention, guys, before we finish off?
2: All good. Been good, good to get back into it and looking forward to doing it every week and seeing what the season brings. It's going to be awesome. Oh, great stuff. Now, Dave, go on, give us some plugs, Dave.
1: Well, I'll start with one plug, which I've already kind of, Plugged a little bit. So, <laughs> if you want to get across and listen to some uh, discussions about movies, TV shows, and games that are based on comics books, you can go across and listen to the Comics in Motion podcast where Chris and myself will go through a different topic each week. And, uh, you know, we'll have a few laughs along the way as we do that.
2: Good stuff. Now, Ben, what about yourself, mate? Yeah, we're having a bit of a break, but, um, if you want to get in touch with us at the, when we start the grassroots one up again, we're at, um, I've forgotten the email address, Dave, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I think, I think the Twitter is G roots coachcast, isn't it? That's
2: it. What was that? Twitter. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Twitter. And then I think the email is grassrootscoachcast at at
0: gmail.com
2: or grassroots coachcast If you, see, yep. if you if if you're then, Steve McLaren, if you Steve
0: McLaren, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now obviously I've always got some sort of shameless plug. Uh, The re-emergence since May of the contextual podcast is on this week. I've got some guests on. So my sort of gaming, WWE, MMA-based one will be on. Pre warning or prior warning, it is an R-rated 18 one because it's the only time I can actually vent on a podcast. And that will be coming on this week. I've got three, three guests coming on. And one of the other things which sort of segues into the Comics in Motion is I do have my own vlogging channel on YouTube, which is... Uh, cpod78vlogs and also the Comics in Motion YouTube channel has got the vlog on from my adventures at Manchester Comic Con last weekend so give it a watch, it's only about 16 minutes long, had a good day there and uh, we're hoping that Dave will be going to one in a few months as well down in London and a bit of a press uh, you know, appreciation again, so yeah give them a follow guys and that's uh, my Twitter is cpod78vlogs on Twitter okay, <laughs> great episode, first one in the bag, we'll get promoting this on social media. And if anybody out there listening wants to come on, please get in touch. With you have me, Dave, or Ben on Twitter or Facebook, and you're more than welcome to come on and tell us that we're wrong. Dave, are you going to leave it out with any sort of foreign language or?
1: Asta La Vista, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only us could laugh at that. I think. Yeah. It's, a, it's an oldie, but a goldie, that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Take care, everyone. See you
2: later. All the best. Cheers.